everyone, and welcome to NYC's Back. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. So it's 2021, and a lot has happened over the last year and a half. We've been through a pandemic, and we're just coming out of one, and now things are a little unclear as the Delta variant surges. But New York City is the center of the universe. It's no secret that New Yorkers are not happy with the current state of the city. After the pandemic, most New Yorkers retreated to Florida and are just starting to come back. Well, I'm here to tell you that New York is back. Crime, garbage, rats, traffic, and all. But also the things that make New York magical, culture, food, people. Now for this episode, I'm very excited because I'm featuring a great New Yorker, Chris Hansen of the famed To Catch a Predator, who's now hosting a multitude of shows and podcasts on Discovery Plus and IDTV. So Chris, Welcome. Thank you, Lauren. Yes. Great to be here. Yes. Nice to now, you. let's just start uh, with crime in the city right now. I mean, I know that you are very familiar with crime. Absolutely. Now, I live on the Upper East Side, so I don't see anything. I feel right. like I live in a bubble. Now, you live in... I'm in Midtown. Midtown, so okay. So I'm right on Broadway. Okay. Uh, and so we see a lot. Now, it's safe, generally, because mm -hmm. of the way I operate and we operate, but what I've seen that has been disturbing mm -hmm. in the last year or so is this sense of impunity. Yeah. Because of COVID, the courts weren't operating normally. The police were writing tickets. People were back on the street. More guns, more COVID pressure, frustration, and, and anger that boils over into what has become a dramatic rise in crime. Right. And when we see a rise in crime in New York or any other city, we see a decline in the quality of life. Yes. And I think that's why we saw so many people interested in, in voting for Eric Adams, an ex-NYPD captain, yes. who talked about Comstat and who was there with Jack Maple and Bratton during the you know uh, Giuliani administration and was involved right in nipping crime in the bud at five six o'clock p.m. so it doesn't become worse at eleven p.m. or midnight. That's a really good point, actually. Well, that's what Comstat was all about. Comstat, rather, Comstat was yeah. all about, and and so I think Eric Adams was there, and I think that appealed to a lot of voters mm -hmm. in a very tumultuous, rough and tumble election this, you know, this right. different system of voting that we had this year. Now, I, it's interesting because I am actually, this is hard, I'm actually a fan of both Eric Adams and Curtis Lewa. Sure. So, and I know it's kind of hard for a lot of people just to, to sort of, um, you know, compare the two in a way because I actually think that they're somewhat similar, right? Because Eric Adams does appeal to Republicans, but Republicans are hated so much in New York City, you know? So it's like, Curtis, it's like, I don't know how much of a chance he has, even though I, I want him to do well. Now, Eric Adams, they won't release his disciplinary records on the NYPD. What do you think about that? You know, I don't know what's in there. I've not been told that there's anything big or interesting, perhaps, but <laughs> I, I think those, yeah. those are personnel records, and I think he would have to sign off on them uh, to be released, but I'm unaware of anything yeah. that's lurking. I in mean, his background. I guess my whole thing is, 
I probably, depending on what it is, it, let's say he kicked the crap out of somebody on the street who most likely deserved it, I'm gonna look past that and forgive him. Just release them unless they're really bad. If they're really bad, like he raped somebody, then, you know, I wanna see that. Well, he wouldn't have retired the way he did as a captain. Okay, that that's, a right. I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point, but you know what I'm saying. I think we can rule that out. Right, but you know what I'm saying, right? No, like if it's absolutely. something so bad, I wanna see it, what are you hiding? That's my only, my only thing right there. Now, um, as far as the crime goes right now, right now with de Blasio in office, what do you think can be done to stop this? Uh, you know, I think it, it's not just one thing. Mm -hmm. You've got apathy, I think, in the ranks. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've got a fine force, the finest in the world, I believe, here in New York City. You know, 36,000 sworn officers patrolling and protecting eight million citizens. I mean, that is an incredible task. But when you look at NYPD, it's not just the men and women patrolling the streets who do a great job, who I interact with every day. It's the people in the Intelligence Bureau. It's the people in, uh, you know, the counterterrorism. I mean, it, it's yeah. such a major, major, major uh, department. And I do think we've seen a bit of a drain, men and women who've taken their retirement because, quite honestly, they don't want to be spat upon by uh, some citizens who are against right. the police, right? Yeah. And I understand the frustration, and I understand uh, that it's 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 horrible mm -hmm. what we've seen in terms of some cases of, of police misconduct and and just being abusive to to people of color. It's horrible, frustrating, and that mm -hmm. boils over in this COVID environment. Mm -hmm. But so some cops are leaving, so you've got to bring in a bunch of new men and women. Uh, and I think they're more reflective of the city. The police department should be roughly the same makeup as the citizens it patrols. And I right. think we're pretty close to it in New York. I'm not an expert on it, but I think it's pretty close. And so yeah. I think as that reaches the appropriate level, mm -hmm the tensions are gonna ease a little bit, I hope anyway. Yeah, I hope so too. I just, I personally don't think tensions are going to ease until um, COVID chills out a little bit right. more. Just because New Yorkers, for me, just traveling around to New Hampshire and, and North Carolina and on vacations here and there, I'm like, New Yorkers politicize COVID the most. I hate to say it. It's and, true, and it, yeah. even, in, even in apartment buildings, like I'm sure you've seen it in yours, I've seen it in mine, people will get testy with each yes. other over whether or not you wear the mask in the elevator. In the elevator, yes, right. or the, the lobby. Says, the sign says wear the mask. <laughs> uh, you know, I put the mask on. Okay. Okay. So, so, you, so you have a sign that says wear a mask in your lobby. In the building. Even if you're vaccinated. Even it says you have to wear a in mask. In this building, that's okay. what it is. And okay. so to me, even though I've been vaccinated and have been for some time, I, if it makes a neighbor feel more comfortable, fine. Yes. I wear the mask. And, I, and I'm good about it. I wear it on the plane. I wear it in the airport. Yes. I'm traveling all the time. And, and so to me, that's being a good citizen. It's like being a good neighbor. And I've watched flare-ups occur. Yeah. And where I've kind of looked at somebody and said, you know, I can make a phone call and this can end one way or the other. So <laughs> let's just all get along here. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty connected, you know. Yeah. And, and, and so it's, it's like, but that's the tension here. Yeah. It, people are so on edge over this whole thing, politically, socially, mm -hmm. um, in any possible human interaction you have. I mean, I, I, even in the text chain I have with old college buddies, yeah. it gets heated. 
people yes. on both sides of the political line. I agree. The Pro-Trump and the, you know, the not so pro And you're like, what does this have to do with COVID? But well, it but does. It's, it's, Isn't it's that funny? It's a general funny? frustration yeah. that's boiling over in, in, in the world today. Right. And right. now we're back with this Delta variant, which is complicating things. And, yes. And, you know, the emotion over vaccinated or not vaccinated, to me, it wasn't an issue. You know, I'm a subscriber to what the governor of West Virginia said, which is, what do you think it's going to do to you, make you grow antlers? And I understand right. it's more complicated than that. Right. And I understand people believe that studies in Germany where there have been deaths tied to COVID vaccinations haven't been mm-hmm. allowed to be explored enough. And, and you know, I, yeah. I get all that. I mean, there's a wealth of information out there, but at mm-hmm. some point, yeah, you need to buck up and do what's best for society. And unless you have some sort of condition that would preclude you from getting it, right? you get the damn shot. I, I, I mean, am with you. Me, no, I am you know? with you on this. I think that I, I it was never um, a question for me. I actually couldn't wait to get the shot so yeah, I could I rejoin society. Yeah. However, I do feel bad for people who are so against it, right? They're so against it, they don't want to. I feel bad for them in the sense that all of a sudden they can't go to a Manhattan restaurant well, without... Well, I, I think part of the problem is, you know, we've had some mixed messaging from the CDC and our leaders, right? That's so, a big problem. And that's an issue because if they come out on a Monday and say one thing and Tuesday they say something else and by Friday it's a different... You so nailed it, it. it. It creates a mistrust mm-hmm. and it feeds into conspiracy theories and a, a general mistrust of people who are telling us to wear a mask indoors or outdoors. I mean, right now the right. guidance on masks is all over the board. All over the place. Right, so you walk yes. into Whole Foods and half the people have masks on and half do not. And some mm. have, you know... Face shields. Face shields. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and, goggles. And it's fine, yeah. you know. It's, it is, yeah. Uh, but, and people are looking at each other cross-eyed. I know. And, and, and upset. Because somebody's not doing the same thing they're doing. And this is my, this is what's bothering me right now about New York City is that I feel, like I said, New York is is the worst place right now for um, politicizing COVID because of the mask. Oh, you don't wear a mask. You're a Republican. You are disrespecting me, blah, blah, blah. Well, for me, it's like, I'm all about the science, like they're saying. So I'm walking in to pick up my kids at, at their camp. There's no one in there, right? My kids are the only ones there. And there's somebody over, you know, at the desk wearing a mask. And they, I walk in without a mask. And they scream at me, mask, mask, mask. And I'm like, calm down. Like, literally, what? I mean, come on. I'm, I'll put it on. Don't yell at me. I mean, right? It's like, it's not. Well, people don't want to be yelled at. People don't want to be told to do something without a reason. And I think if, if we've made a mistake mm-hmm. uh, on the whole vaccination issue, it's not explaining it in a way where there is some respect for people who don't want to get it until it's fully approved by the FDA. FDA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or have questions about its efficacy. Right. Or whether or not a study in Germany by a pathologist there has been fully vetted and exposed or whether or not social media networks yeah. and companies have, have <laughs> kept it quiet. And, and that's yeah. a real thing. No, and I get this I stuff from all my people right. from both sides, of yes. all sides of the political spectrum. And I try to weigh it, you know, with some sort of intellectual integrity Right. So I'm not just, hey, I got the vax, you should too. Yeah, of I mean, course. In, in my team, my family, there was no issue. Mm-hmm. You get it because you don't want grandma to be exposed to it. That's correct. I got it because I travel and I don't want to drag it back into the house. And I think it's yeah. a good citizen thing to do. Right. The kids all got it because two are in my business and two are in college. You got to mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. And so there wasn't a big discussion, you know, not a global issue for us. Yeah, and now what's actually funny to me is 
you know, a lot of my friends who are very liberal, they were the ones that, oh, I'm not vaccinating my kids with this and that. This causes autism, blah, blah, blah. Yet they were the first in lines to get the shot that's not FDA approved, where I'm like, I'm not bothered by it, but I do want to call out hypocrisy when I see it. It is, it is. And there's, it's, there's a you know, bit of hypocrisy, and it's based in very strident and, and polar opposite political beliefs. And yeah. that is what has come out of this from right. the last administration into this administration. It was so antagonistic. Right, right. And, and, and so emotionally charged that, you know, people just were on edge and you throw COVID in there. It's, it's, it's crazy. A hundred percent. Now, do you think that the city is going to suffer from tourism and, and the money that tourists bring in after the mandate is you have to be vaccinated to go to a Broadway show or eat at a restaurant? You know, I'm thinking it's, it's going to go downhill. We're going to lose a lot of money. I think people are still going to want to come to New York. And if you look at the streets now, Mm -hmm. there's a huge difference in the last two months even. I I agree. I went from, you know, we have a residence in in Michigan, so I'm back and forth all the time. And during the peak of COVID, I was there for 10 weeks or 12 Mm -hmm. weeks. And so when I came back to the city for the first time, you know, after having the doorman take everything under butcher wrap yeah. out of the refrigerator for me, thankfully. Right, yeah. I mean, it was like walking. We did the same. It, it was eerie. You, know, you walk in the yeah. apartment. I mean, my oldest kid's Easter candy is still on the dining room table. You know, it's just like, wow, yes. this, is, this is eerie. And, you know, making the first walk to the grocery store through Central Park, I mean, it was really, mm-hmm. really quiet. And then you sort of settle into it. And, you know, you can get to the airport in 15 minutes, and that was okay, but it was still kind of eerie and so you know, weird. It was bad, you know, <laughs> and the restaurants being closed, and you'd walk by a window and you'd see the St. Patrick's Day advertisements up from the previous, you know. So creepy. That Day. was so creepy. But now, you know, just walking up and down Broadway or Fifth Avenue or, or Madison, it's almost back to normal, at least just taking a look at things. You walk down to Soho, it seems like things are picking up. Restaurants are open, restaurants are crowded. So yeah. if I'm a tourist in St. Louis who's coming to New York, I'm probably not going to cancel the trip just because I've got to show my vaccination card. Right. You know. Right. Um, uh, I'm guessing people are still going to yeah, show up. I guess I just have mixed feelings about it just because I feel like people in the Midwest, not hating on the Midwest at all, or, or people in the South are the ones that I've, I've seen in the news that maybe don't want to get vaccinated or are on the fence about it. Well, I think it's, I think it's, it's socioeconomic. Mm-hmm. I think people who perhaps can't afford uh, health care and medical insurance are more leery of getting the vaccination or doing anything that could cost them money. Yeah. And perhaps more distrustful right. of the medical establishment. And I think if you were to take a look at it, it's, it's more based in economics than it is, whether it's the South or the Midwest or right. you know, someplace else. Um, and, 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 and people are just concerned about that, I think. Yeah, no, and, and, and it's valid. I totally get it. It's valid. Um, I think that New Yorkers in general, we are, we're ready for a change. So we are ready yeah. for November, right? Like, I think that we are just, we're ready for a new mayor. We are ready for a new governor. We're just we're ready. So, yeah. you know, let's let's talk about something happy for sure. a second. Let me let me ask you, what do you think is the best slice of pizza in Manhattan? Actually, sorry, in New York. It can be Brooklyn, Manhattan, anything. Personally, yes. I like Arturo's down in the village. Okay. Uh, yeah. And um, I like the crust. Okay. It's nice and crispy. <laughs> yeah. I like that 
the one that just has margarita on it. or which? No, I like the the one that has everything. I forget the exact name of it. Okay, we were down there. Gabriel and I were down there uh, to see a friend of ours down the village not too long ago, and God, it's so good. Really? It's just a great old Arturo's. Okay, yeah. so I haven't been there. I'm a Lombardi's girl. I love the thin good, crust. Good pie. Yes, good I do pie. love Lombardi's, and um, I also love Emmy Squared. I know it's kind of. It's like deep dish or something. It's I not really New York dish. pizza. I but love the Chicago pizza. It's yeah. my favorite around yeah. you know, the world. The other good one is up at Fiorello's okay. on Broadway and in the 60s by Lincoln Square there. They have this cracker okay. crust. Ooh, really I'll have to try yeah, that. Really I actually good. tried recently marinara pizza that had the cauliflower yeah. crust. It's fine. It's not the same, and it's kind of flimsy yeah. and soft. I don't, I don't love it. Don't um, tell my trainer. I'm, I know this much about pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're like a pizza connoisseur yeah. over here. <laughs> I'm it's just kidding. A, it's not on the CH diet. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. Now, let's talk about you and your career, because you are doing a lot of stuff right now. So... Me and some of my girlfriends, we never miss an episode of To Catch a Predator. We're very big fans, and um, we listen to your podcast. We love it. Now, I've been thinking, all of the different apps out there, TikTok, um, you know, Facebook, all these things that are out there for kids to socialize on with, obviously, potential adults or predators, does that make your job harder or easier? Well, yeah. I mean, as we get ready to shoot the next series, the next, you know, version of, mm -hmm. of the predator investigations, it does make it more challenging because there are so many platforms yes. where kids operate, play, educate themselves, where predators can approach them. And imagine this, Lauren, when we did the very first predator investigation 17 years ago, which is shocking, wow. right? We merely had decoys in chat rooms on AOL and Yahoo, that was it. Mm -hmm. And today, you know, Kick and TikTok and the interactive video games. Oh, and I forgot every, about those. Every, yeah. Every, every time I, I Instagram even look into it further or or do another sting. We did a couple stings a few months ago in Michigan for the new series, mm -hmm. and we've got some of them on the YouTube channel. Um, I learned about a new app, a new way that a predator can contact a child. It's it's stunning. You would learn every time about a every new time app. Yeah, <laughs> oh I my gosh! I can't keep up oh with my them. gosh! It's so and then. You know, you would think that ultimately people would say, okay, is this the police? Yeah. Is it Chris Hansen? Is it Chris Hansen and the police? Yes. Is it some combination? Is it the FBI? What's, what's happening here? But, right. You know, the, the, it's so prevalent. Mm -hmm. And the drive amongst these predators is so strong that, you know, in the last investigation, we actually had a Michigan state prison guard. We had a guy who had done work in the governor's mansion. And uh, among others, an auto engineer and a fellow who was a police officer in Lebanon who was then living in Michigan. Oh, so wow. Crazy. That's so creepy. Now, how does it work if they, if they delete stuff? I just think about that. Like, are these people smart enough to delete it or can people just get it? it's on the other side. It is, so, right? So, yeah. you know, the decoy, yeah. whether it was the perverted justice online watchdog group in the early days of doing the predator investigations or a police decoy yeah. records all that data. And actually, that's, in most cases, in most states, the key evidence for a conviction. 
the fact that they show uh, up and uh, I have them on camera yeah. is also important, and it, it's also very educational and, and it's it's eye opening. Mm -hmm. But it's the the chat in most cases that actually constitutes the commission of a felony. Right, right. Now um, I just want to wrap things up really quick, and I just want to ask you: Is there anything else or anything specific that you want to plug right now that you are working on? Well, we've got the two series on Discovery Plus, mm -hmm. Onision in Real Life, which is an investigation to this dark world of YouTubers, especially this particular one, Onision, and then yeah. we have the um, Unseemly, which is the investigation into the fashion mogul Peter Nygaard, who is uh, Epstein-like. He's a creeper. And this, this is, I mean, I've seen a lot of things in 40 years as a journalist, but this thus far really uh, goes over the top. And, yeah. And so we've got that. We've got... He was the one impregnating women or something, like... In order to have them get abortions and so harvest he could have stem cells. To be and, young, right? Yeah. And so in oh, that particular God. series, which again is on Discovery Plus right now, we actually were able to get all these videos, hundreds of hours, from his personal videographer, and we use them in the, in the series, oh and it's, it's shocking. Wow. You know, from the parties to the, you know, the events leading up to the rape of you know, children yeah. to traveling around the world for this stem cell research and treatment. People so are sick. He's in prison right now awaiting potential extradition into the United States up in Canada. And then we've got the YouTube channel, Have a Seat with Chris Hansen. We've got the podcast, Predators I've Caught, and the new Predator television series will be announced very soon. And, and we've got two or three other series that we've got. That's so exciting. Yeah, it's, it's oh my time. gosh, busy I can't time. wait for the new series. Yeah. You are a busy guy. Well, thank you for making time well, to stop you, by. Thanks for having me. 77 WABC. Now let's look forward to New York coming fully back, Absolutely. but less rats, yeah. less garbage, and less crime. <laughs> I think <laughs> Until we're, we're going to get there. Yeah, hopefully. Chris Hansen, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for watching.